Ang sinabi ko na lang, oh, anak, impluensyahan mo siya ha, na gumawa ng assignment. No, but what should, I, what should a parent do? And to think that even those goals can be transmitted from your classmates. Can speak about how much your social circle and your classroom, your social environment really matters. Hello everyone, my name is Rene uh, and welcome to Academic Psych PH. This is a podcast wherein I and my friend Darren talk about things about psychology, especially in the Philippine context. Good evening, Darren. Good evening, Rene. Kamusta ka? Mabuti naman, pre. Ito, may konting hangover pa sa uh, recently concluded na election. So, may mga nanalo na uh, and hopefully things turn out well no, for the country. Uh, kung sino man ang mga na-elect na leaders ng ating bansa. Whether we agree or we disagree dun sa result, uh, sana yung mga elected officers ay uh, maging totoo dun sa kanilang oath. And mm. uh, we see betterment for our country. Oo. At saka yung tagumpay naman ng country ay hindi lamang naman nakasalaray sa kanyang mga leader, totoo kundi yan. sa taong bayan din. No? So, ang success ng bawat isa sa atin, partly natutulungan tayo ng gobyerno, pero... A large part of it is also through our own agency. So, for as long as we do good as citizens, nagbabayad tayo ng buwis, uh, pinapangalagaan natin ang ating kapaligiran, hindi tayo nandadaya, masipag tayo sa trabaho, I believe that success is very much possible for every Filipino. Collective yan eh, no? Shared, mm-hmm. uh, shared success. So, everyone, uh, kinakailangan eh, magte-take part. And uh, speaking of that, siguro, dahil sa result nitong election to, marami yung nakikita mo na nangangailangan ng inspiration, something to motivate them, uh, maybe to move forward. Oo, no? oh, tama. Ano, marami mga nangangailangan na inspiration. At tingin ko hindi naman tayo kapos no sa inspiration. If we look at you know the people around us, you know, there are a lot of uh, people who are doing good uh, and hopefully we get inspired by them. No? Katulad na lang nitong podcast na to. Matagal na nating plano na magkaroon ng podcast. Pero uh, it took some time no, bago maumpisahan itong, itong podcast na to. And thinking back, one of the reasons kung bakit nga uh, na, nag-materialize itong podcast ito is because I was inspired also by by somebody, uh, a colleague of ours, uh, a former uh, part-time faculty in our department. So nakita ko sa kanya na Uy, nakapag-release na siya ng, ng podcast. So, naisip ko na kung kaya niya, dapat ma- maumpisahan na rin natin itong podcast na ito. So, nakakatawang isipin na paminsan yung mga aspirations and goals ng ibang tao influences our own goals and aspirations. Meron bang, meron bang tayong tawag na term doon on how some goals become contagious at parang nahahawa or na-influensyahan ng goals ng ibang tao, ang goals mo. Palagay ko, marami tayong pwedeng itawag dun eh. Pero dito sa episode na to, tatawagin natin yung social contagion. At Uy, syempre, <laughs> opportunity na rin natin para tawagin ang ating guest for this episode. Tawagin na natin, walang iba ang ating colleague, uh, si Mr. Norman Mendoza. Hi Norman! Hello Sir Darren, hello, good evening. 
Oh, kumusta ka? Man. Mabuti naman, Sir Darren. Hello, Sir Rene. Na, nasaan ka ngayon? Interested ako malama ko nasaan ka ngayon eh. Nasa Hong Kong, uh, Sir Darren. Specifically, uh, uh, affiliated sa Education University of Hong Kong. Minsan iniisip ko, ilang taon ka na dyan? Two years. Uh, two years and a half. Uh, Marunong ka na bang mag, ano, mag-Chinese? Uh, konting Cantonese kasi natutunan ko din from Macau. Uh, na-bring up ko lang din dito na refresh ng konti. Uh, so kanina, we were introducing you, Norman, and we said, that you were a part-time faculty of the Department of Psychology before you went to Hong Kong and pursue your PhD. So Norman is currently taking his uh, pursuing his PhD. This is not the first time that you're pursuing a PhD. If I'm not mistaken, uh, you were well on your way to another PhD uh, and then you, you stopped for a while and then Uh, pursued another PhD. Oh, bakit? Right. Uh, an- anong ano nangyari? Parang feeling ko parang malaking investment na yung pag-pursue ng PhD. Pero bakit yung unang PhD uh, natigil? No? And here you are uh, right now. Uh, mabuti naman at you've almost completed no, the program. So Rene, that's a really good point. So yung first PhD ko started in 2016. And then I had to stop uh, two years later because several reasons but one of them being my sickly grandfather I had to go home and uh, I think it was yung timing then was perfect because um, that was 2018 start of 2018 and then uh, late of that year uh, my grandfather passed so mm. um, I had to pivot really well kasi when you know when you start a PhD sometimes it's, it's about running a project yeah. and so those projects are funded and so if my own sensitivity with the time and so I had to go home uh, and then work muna sa Holy Angel University and then eventually joined Adelesio Manila which I really enjoyed my time there. I did not think of leaving actually uh, until an opportunity presented itself dito nga sa Hong Kong under Dr. Ronel King and so that was essentially the reason but parang when that happens you would think na parang maybe I just drop it and then just focus on my masters and then teach uh, minsan you know you choose research sometimes research chooses you <laughs> so yun na lang naging perspective ko nun, sir. Very interesting and at the same time inspiring, no? Kasi, well, not all uh, are given second chances, but if you were given, di ba, syempre, grab the opportunity. And dahil nasabi mo nga naman na you did not choose research, but research chooses you right now. Ano ba yung favorite research area mo? Oh, that's a good question. First of all, I... <laughs> Uh, people ask me that question tapos my studies are all over the place I always say na parang hindi pa sila crystallized so I have papers published validating uh, psychological instruments or educational measures I also have papers published uh, for clinical psych or um, community mental health psych um, during the pandemic especially tapos um, of course I also have yung main uh, research area ko ngayon which is educational psychology and assessment but before I was all over the place meron kaming research area ni Dr. Ronel King um, on social contagion which I really like talking about because first of all they're not so technical at least you can talk about them not in a non-technical way and second of all they are very relevant and you see them almost every day um, so parang madaming life circumstances na iilaw sila na parang oh man that's so, so social contagion and then you go oh that's another social contagion and so that's why social contagion research is Uh, one of the more interesting researches that I've been involved with. Kanina, Norman, uh, before you came in, pinag-uusapan namin ni Darren yung uh, recent turnout no, ng 
uh, elections dito sa, sa Pilipinas. At nasabi namin, some people seem to be in need of um, inspiration, of hope. And nasabi namin na uh, based on experience, no, sometimes we draw inspiration, we draw goals, no, we draw hope no, from other people. And to some extent, I, I, I think that's what uh, social contagion is. No? Uh, although alam natin that the, the word contagion is more popularly associated with uh, emotions no? uh, in the re- in the area of social psychology contagion is oftentimes described as the spread of emotions no, from one individual to another but widespread transfer no, of, of emotions so can you describe social contagion can you define it and perhaps differentiate it from Uh, the contagion that we typically know which is emotional in nature. Tama, Serena. I think you you hit a lot of good points in, in, in your question in that when we talk about social contagion, we think of you know inferring goals, actions, and thoughts from others, including emotions, which yung mga earlier research, mga Levy 1993, those type of researches um, have been really egged on emotional contagion. You know, when you're surrounded with um, people who might be having negative affect, you're also bound to have similar negative affect. Uh, The same is true if you have um, positive uh, climate, positive environment, you're also likely to channel that in you. How you alluded to the elections, you know, if you're surrounded with people who are, you know, struggling, but at the same time with positive coping, finding some comic relief about the elections or just completely just uh, distracting themselves out of it by watching Netflix and you're likely to, you know, do the same type of coping mechanisms. But one distinct characteristic of, you know, social contagion with the more clinical and emotional contagion research is that when we talk about contagion, it's more broad. It's not just emotions. It includes even goals. One paper that we have with Dr. Ronell has achievement goal contagion. You know, when you're a student and you have surrounded with classmates who are goal-oriented in terms of mastery, which is trying to learn and learn and master a new subject, or performance goals which are try to be competitive and be at the top of the rank those are also inferred and not only inferred pero you're also invested um, in achieving that goal in that or you're infer more a goal from others you're so invested that if you don't achieve that goal you'll experience negative affect so when you talk about social contagion it's really broad and even I would argue despite maybe not having uh, existing research yet um, when you're surrounded with hopeful people I also you know, would say that perhaps that also instill a lot of hope in you, especially yung research ni Prof. Alan, you know, there's agency outside the individual in that your peer, your family, even your spirituality can um, inculcate hope. And so very promising yung ganong research. So far, itong uh, mga study mo on uh, social contagion, can you describe the results of this of this work and uh, what we know so far based on mga study na nagawa? Well, Dr. Ronel has maybe seven, eight, maybe if not nine papers published on this one. I'm happy to be involved in four of them. Um, yung mga papel namin are focused on the contagion of um, academic outcomes. You know, three of them are positive and one um, more maladaptive. Yung mga pa- Positive, like I mentioned kanina about achievement goals, uh, we found that to be uh, transmittable between classmates, which is very interesting. We also found yung first paper namin, uh, which was also pre- presented in AA 
SAASP in Taiwan, um, which was um, the spread of school engagement. So when students are engaged behaviorally and emotionally in school, they're likely to in influence others in their classroom. Uh, another paper that we wrote was social goal contagion. I really liked writing that paper because it talks about when people around you are pro-socially motivated, which means they care about others, you're likely to do the same. And you know, we talk, and we can talk about volunteerism. If people are volunteering, they also you would also likely to care about that. Tapos yung maladaptive naman is work avoidance. Essentially, work avoidance is when students tend to just maybe avoid. Uh, schoolwork, which might be, you know, prominent now, lalo na online learning. Uh, what we found was in a research, we analyzed data from uh, north of 1,500 um, students clustered from some 50 classrooms. We we found that that was true. No? When you're surrounded with people who don't want to do schoolwork, you're also likely to not do schoolwork. And not only that, you become less engaged, which is in the academic literature call, is called disengagement. Then I realized, nako no college ako, parang ganun din. You know, when we say, parang taranod lang tayo ng mga nagpa-practice na varsity, we just go and, and, and skip a class. I'm not saying to the listeners to skip a class, but I'm saying that your circle really influences a lot of your school outcomes. In essence, what you're saying is that the current evidence seem to agree with the with the saying, tell me who your friends are and I will tell you who you are. No, parang ganun ang, parang Definitely. Ganun ang so in, in a nutshell, what we're saying is that our goals, no, whether that be achievement goals or the goal to avoid work uh, or even our level of engagement is partly determined by the level of engagement and what kind of goals of the people around us. Now, I'm quite interested in terms of the methodology, in terms of how you were able to test these models. So if you can talk a bit about uh, some of the methods that you've used in your studies so that uh, for those who are listening to us right now, they might also be able to visualize how they can pursue a similar study. Great question, sir. Um, one of the more robust methodological studies on social contagion is done by Nicholas Christakis. They even have a, a book published on it. Essentially, what they did is they looked at a large data set. I think the title of that data set is the Framing Heart Study. And they looked at obesity being contagious. We were like, how can you analyze that? How would you say that when you are surrounded with people who might be on the higher end of the weighing scale would lead you to be obese yourself? And so what they did is actually called social network analysis, right? Where they connected one individual to another. And then those linkages, you know, are built. And then they are what we call centrality indices, which means that, you know, there are specific parts of your network structure that would contribute to you having specific outcomes, in this case, obesity. Tapos meron din silang published na paper that shows that depression and, and anxiety are equally transmissible. So that is the more robust way in which when we talk about social network analysis, you ask an individual, who are the five people, seven people you spend the most time with? And then they report those and then you analyze those outcomes and regress them onto your outcomes. So it's a classical regression analysis, but accounting for all those individuals. 
may mga interesting studies then where they also ask you those that you don't you know like being with it's another interesting part so these are the distal kind of networks so you don't like to be engaged with them and so this would make sense in a way that for example if that network is smoking and you say I don't like engaging with them then maybe likely you're not going to engage in some tobacco use so that's the more robust and rigorous way in the absence of that especially in cross-sectional studies like what we did with the data doctor Ronel and I, um, you may not be able to connect the dots. And so a lot of this is parang on hindsight, you can analyze the data this way. So what we did was to, they're clustered into classrooms. What we analyze them is called multi-level modeling. And that's the more technical term. In state, it's called mixed effects modeling. We're in, because there's a cluster, right? So simple terms, there's a classroom. Let's say there are some 30 students in one classroom. What we did was to calculate the average, for example, talking about work avoidance, the average work avoidance of the 30 individuals in that classroom minus mine right that's that's our predictor and then a few months later maybe end of semester we you know measure the same outcome again work avoidance and then what we do is we use that average work avoidance of my classmates to predict mine in time two and then controlling for what we call the autoregressive effects which is my time one work avoidance because my time work avoidance would predict so much of my time two chambre i'm the same individual so we're talking about 0. 0.6, 0. 0.7 in terms of, you know, predictive effects, no previous time one uh, no, work avoidance, because that's me. But what we found was that the effect of my classmate's average onto my score will still be significant, even if you control for my time one work avoidance. So that's how we conceptualize, at least statistically and methodologically, social contagion. And those are all robust when you when you talk about uh, mixed effects and multi-level modeling. And so that those were really interesting. And when you have data na clustered in nature, you know, when they're groups and then at, as an advantage, they're longitudinal, which means multiple time points, there's a lot you can do. Um, so it's a, a matter of conceptualizing whether you can argue that one is contagious. And if it is, which I think nine out of 10 psychological constructs should be contagious, then you might have the, the, the right data set to analyze. Going back to contagion uh, in the emotional sense, ang pinaka-classic, well, it's not really a study, pero ang pinaka-classic example ng contagion based on social psychology textbooks will be what happened in, uh, is it the 1920s uh, or the 1940s? Yung War of the Worlds? Do you, do you remember that? So apparently, merong radio program. Sorry, sorry. Apparently, may radio program sa, uh, I'm not sure if it's in uh, UK or the US. Ang title niya ay War of the Worlds. Uh, and I think, it's based on a book and I think that was also adopted as a movie. And so dun sa, dun sa radio drama na yun, wala pang TV na. No? So uh, a form of entertainment na mga tao is radio drama. They broadcasted a fake breaking news that simulated an actual breaking news. At ang content ng, ng breaking news is that Martians have come and is attacking planet Earth. Uh, and then meron pa silang mga, may mga, may mga interviews. Uh, and then it, it seems to be very realistic na no? may mga siren. And what happened was that a lot of people believed the information. Uh, and when they looked around, when they peered by their, by their window, kita nila na nagpapanik na yung buong town. So the entire town was in pandemonium. Nagkagulo. Even the police officers thought that there was actually a, a Martian invasion. So ito yung 
kumbaga classic anecdote ng spread of fear in an entire community. And so, my question is, if in emotional contagion, typically the spread is very evident to a large number of people, how does that compare to social contagion? Like, what are some of the parameters wherein we can say that this is supposedly contagion? The goal is contagious versus a simple case of, you know, just being inspired by a single individual uh, or maybe being inspired by vicarious experience. No? So when does it become social contagion? That's a nice story. I will steal that from you, Sir Rene, if I need to share a nice story to others about social contagion. But nice about it is, it seems like that story, along with you know the, the the research that I've kind of curated, is that there's some form of social influence, you know, that you can get or transmit to others in a way that the effect is not only to you. So, meron lagging receiver of of that. And I guess there shouldn't be or there is not much difference um, as long as the construct is transmitted to the other. Uh, you reminded me b- based on that story, Sir Rene, about yung the Werther effect. You know, when we talk about copycat behavior, even on suicide, that when you hear about it, specifically the means, not the discussion, because we already know that discussing suicide um, allows the stigma to be reduced. But when you hear about the means, which is binabawal nga ng WHO, you don't talk about how, because it's happening in terms of the Werther effect, which means the copycat behavior. And that only is one of the more negative part of contagion. But we would see that the effect is really universal in that I would say that the parameter should be as long as I've inferred it or you've inferred it from me or your social environment, that should be categorized as um, some form of social contagion. Especially, I would argue, if you pursued what was contagious behaviorally, in that if I engaged myself behaviorally towards that behavior, that's when, at least to me, I would label it to be contagious. Because there's a research, for example, by Wild and Enzel, merong silang ginawa in 2002. But this is just a book chapter, really nicely written paper. What they did was they transmitted intrinsic motivation. So meron dalawang teacher, yung isa bayad, yung isa was just there to teach because he was personally motivated to teach. What happened was the students of the motivated teacher were more motivated. Not only that, merong second generation motivation in that yung mga tinuruan nila na buddies, yung mga students na nag sa intrinsically motivated teacher, ended up being motivational tutors themselves. So it doesn't end in one node or one individual, which is to me very fascinating na parang, oh, it can start with one and then it can get transmitted. Much like COVID-19 pandemic, although yun nga yung problem dito, there's no binary na parang positive, negative that we can really connect or how transmissible it is, di ba? Baka yung mga negative outcomes are more transmissible. Like, they're more parang, ano ba yung variant natin yun? Uh, what's the more recent uh, variant? Ng Omicron. Omicron, for example. It's like Omicron variant. Pero yung isa, let's say positive outcomes are more like uh, Delta. You know, more serious symptoms but not as transmissible as Omicron. That should be the more interesting social contagion research happening now. Like not only yung does it transmit, it don't stop there, but how transmissible is it? And can you answer that uh, using statistics? That to me excites me, although I don't have uh, the methodology to answer that just yet. So we know that it can be transmitted. The next question would be how transmissible it would be. Or maybe 
another question would be under what conditions can these goals can these constructs be transmitted no kasi posibleng maraming mga moderators that can serve as uh, serve to enhance the transmissibility or to buffer the transmissibility definitely sir for example gender is one really nice moderator easy binary you can use it parang baka mas transmissible yung mga gantong outcomes for women um, and not so much for men um, baka pagka behavioral yung outcome mas men pero pag mas emotional or mas psychological or cognitive mas women those are all exciting frontiers for social contagion research i definitely agree with the moderators Iniisip ko, Norman, pag social contagion ba dapat lagi siyang non-conscious? I mean, you just pick it up. Pwede bang maituring na social contagion if there's a direct influence, if somebody told it to you? Pagka ganun yung transmission? Um, the short answer is yes. I would even argue na yung mga behavioral and observable behaviors are those that are easily transmissible, such as yawning. We know evidence for that. And the mechanisms have been established. These are a function of our mirror neurons. Yung classic research, yung sinabi nila, you watch a person dancing and your, your brain waves would actually show that you're actually in your head, you're trying to imitate those dance moves. And so I think observable behaviors are more transmissible I would say kasi kitang kita agad sila kasi I think one mechanism for social contagion really is attention so if you can see it it's easier to copy it um, and that is true for motivation inspiration and awe although yun nga um, a lot of the research are focused on the non-conscious side of things but you can try to capture them using a survey pero merong research for example Todd Thrash yung he and his colleagues did this experiment wherein he asked writers to write poems um, and those poems were read and those writers who were inspired when they were writing the poem made the reader feel more inspired thus a lot of other outcomes like awe enthrallment those are all unobservable psychological states so they're more covert but even those were able to be transmitted through text imagine you're just reading a text and you get the inspiration so in my mind like if you can transmit those very important psychological and rather unconscious constructs and you feel them parang there's so much power that can be wielded with the content people make I think what Darren is asking, just to clarify, is if I give direct instruction that this should be your goal, is that social contagion? Because in the previous studies, parang hindi naman siya direct uh, instruction, de ba? Parang our work avoidance is influenced by the work avoidance of our classmates. But our classmates do not direct us na, uy, wag ka nang, wag ka nang magtrabaho. Although siguro may mga ganun din, no, na parang anecdotal episodes na may, may naririnig kang, wag na tayo magtrabaho. Pero I, I think what Darren is asking is, if it's clearly a form of direct instruction, can that be counted as social contagion? I see, I see. I think that's an even better question than what I was trying to answer in my head. Essentially, if the construct, behavior manyan or cognition is told for you to do as opposed to you just passively getting it from your social environment. I get it now. Um, Really nice question. I would say combining two constructs, we are aware of psychological reactance wherein when you're told, sometimes there's some pushback with that. So people inherently don't like being told what to do 
do because autonomy is so important to everyone. It's it's a basic psychological need according to the self-determination theory. So it's so important that you are allowed to pursue your own goals. You're allowed to pursue your own behaviors. Um, and so when you are told to say, for example, avoid this or don't smoke, don't drink alcohol or, you know, don't do X and Y, that can be impinging on your need for autonomy. And so because of that, and plus the reactance angle, because of that, it's possible that when you're told to pursue a goal or do something, you might, you know, face that with some level of resistance because autonomy wasn't there as opposed to just seeing them do it. And you are now wielding two powers. You passively see observational learning, contagion, and plus your conformity, especially if you're in an interdependent culture or a cultural environment just like the Philippines, which is focused on interdependence and a lot of collective norms. I think um, you're wielding all of that. And so pagka hindi sinabi sa'yo yung goal, maybe there's a little bit more power than that. But I really, really, really like that question. Nabanggit mo yung conformity. So I wonder, um, how can we differentiate social contagion from yung classic conformity? That's true. That's true. That's really true. I think that there's so many similarity and overlap between the two, Sir Darren. I would only say that when it's conformity, you may even regret doing it. You know, when you, it's a, a more low level form of contagion. It's like it's getting at you, but not really to the form that you commit. For example, you can raise your hand, classic um, conformity example. You can raise your hand, but then later on, sabi mo, actually, ayoko naman talaga. You know, you, it's so fast that you catch yourself being just conforming. But for social contagion, I would say that it's a little bit more potent than that instead. So you can even umbrella conformity under contagion you know it's like an element of contagion maybe it starts with conformity and then it doesn't stop there parang meron pa siyang pursuance of that goal and you're really committed to that goal then i would call it social contagion for conformity it would be something like nag milk tea yung mga kaibigan ko and then i also bought <laughs> the same milk tea and then regretted afterwards because too much sugar so i would say that that would be a way i would simplify it uh, sir darren but really nice or maybe we can talk about the kind of conformity because we know that there are different kinds of conformity, right? Uh, merong normative social influence at saka merong informative social uh, influence. So perhaps w- one way that we can uh, sort of frame it is that conformity, particularly informative uh, social influence, can serve as a possible mechanism to contagion. No? Mamaya, we will talk about the mechanisms no, of social contagion. Pero dahil nabanggit yung culture, are we suggesting that in collectivist culture, kasi tanong din natin kanina, no, saan, saan ba mas potent no, itong social contagion? Does that mean to say that for communities who are known to be collectivistic, possibly kaya na mas powerful ang social contagion? Short answer is yes, mainly because most of my research are done in the Philippines, so more collective culture. So when you're doing peer review, they ask you, what are the cultural aspects with this? Because your editors may be non-Filipino, so very interested sila, you know, um, yung Hofstede scale of, you know, how individualistic a culture is. And so they ask you that question, parang, are there cultural elements here? And my always go-to answer is like kapwa, uh, which is a crude way to respond. It, it does not capture the entirety of 
the Filipino culture. But I would say na it's easier to surmise with rather little evidence that when you're in a culture where harmony is important and that the community, you and the others are, you know, in unity and in, in oneness, um, you are more likely to have more urge or more um, kasi parang sa atin it's not reinforced when you're different as opposed to western countries where in to each his own and individuality is really emphasized sa atin it's all about trying to blend in and trying to contribute um, and so I would say na medyo yes siguro yung sagot ko dyan sa, sa Rene um, in a more collectivist culture it should be more fertile for um, social contagion so yan panibagong research topic yan no? so for those of you who are interested you can do cross cultural study no and see if social contagion varies as a function of culture na uh, interest din ako dun sa pinag-uusapan natin kanina na goals can also be contagious it's interesting for me kasi goals among others parang ang ang feeling ko sa goal ay medyo conscious siya. So hindi ko alam kung is it true are we always conscious about our goals or can goals be something non-conscious that you pick up through social contagion? I think they're primarily conscious, Sir Darren, because when you plan a goal, there are necessary steps to get to that goal. Yun yung what we looked at in our research, which are achievement goals or for mastery, to, to learn a subject, performance, to do really well that you rank really high or get really good grades. So those are more higher order goals. When those goals happen, what we know is from the evidence, they are also transmissible. We're very happy that in one paper that um, Andrew Elliott wrote in an APA journal, I forgot the title, but our study was cited in that journal. And we're happy that they did that because, first of all, it was appropriately cited, yung finding namin, you know, when you're surrounded with competitive classmates aiming for performance goal, you're likely to do the same. And so that's what we know about achievement goals. So parang when we think about how higher order goals are, just like what I said kanina, and to think that even those goals can be transmitted from your classmates, can speak about how much your social circle and your classroom, your social environment really matters. So there are a lot of implications that parents can make with this, you know. Know, you know, the type of classrooms, the type of um, school you're, you're sending your kids to, their friends. Of course, hindi naman like what Sir Rene mentioned kanina, the nuances, you know. It, it's not that the whole classroom affects you. Meron yung best friend mo lang pala or, you know, just your sitmate who's sitting right next to you. So there are a lot of nuances, but it's important that you... If you're the individual understudy, that you know your social environment because they can really influence your goals. And from parents sending their kids to school, yun din yung isang implications na nasulat namin doon. Even teachers, you know, you, you should know as an educator who are flocking together. Sabi nga ni Sir Rinegana, you know, who are flocking together and understand that that really matters in the outcomes of students, including how they pursue goals in, in school and in learning. May interesting question ako dyan. Kasi last week, we were preparing for this podcast. Uh, so I, I kind of know what the content of the podcast is gonna be. You know, I, I know what the topic is. And then recently, so yung anak ko, mayroon siyang classmate na palati niyang kausap. And then sa school nila, parang may pinapadala na, oh, ito yung mga activities at ito yung mga nagawa niya na. At tas yung mga cells na red, yun yung mga hindi pa nagagawa. Tapos nakita ko yung pangalan ng kaibigan ng anak ko. 
ang daming hindi nagagawa no parang halos lahat ng assignment hindi hindi pa nagagawa so like as a parent what should i do should i tell my son nak iwasan mo na yung uh, classmate mo na yan ha baka hindi maganda yung influence sa iyo kasi hindi ko magawa na assignment baka or ang sinabi ko na lang anak impluwensyahan mo siya ha na gumawa ng assignment No, but what should I what should a parent do? Kasi parang like do we go to that length na pipili tayo ng kakaibiganin ng mga anak natin? Parang ganun ba ang dating? It's a really nice point. If you see your your son na you know having a friend who may not be turning in their assignments on time, should you go to that length that you tell your son Anak, you need to choose a new set of friends or a new uh, best friend. I wouldn't go that length, but it made me think a lot. Siguro one one thing that I would do is to see this over time and and see if you know it, these are not happening one off. Although they could, but I think that to to observe this over time would be my first step. Siguro um, I would want to know um, how they're interacting and whether my son is being influenced already and i would know by checking his submission on the requirements but i will have the same concern siguro especially after learning this research na parang ah, ganun pala yun to draw some caution to those findings i would say that we should also take it with some grain of salt na we have to not jump the gun in you say oh my goodness my, my the friends of my kid or the friends of my brother are like this I should stop it because it can influence them and they don't know about it. I would draw caution in that and say that observe over time. But there's also a concept of too late. And so for that concept, I would say maybe teach my son or someone I know. In this case, yung anak mo sir nene. To maybe teach him some research on contagion and say that, you know, the people that you are with would actually have impact on your outcomes. And by that knowledge, and like I said, I think I mentioned this to you too on the preparation for this podcast was... If your son is actually so disciplined and diligent, the contagion can also happen bidirectionally in that that friend of your son might even thank your son because because of your son, he's more diligent. Because um, it can happen both ways. So, yun siguro ang saving lang, grace ng contagion. <laughs> uh, yun na nga lang sinabi ko sa kanya. Well, yung sinabi mo na I shared with him na that's the case. Sabi ko, anak, The people we surround uh, ourselves with no, has an influence on us. Kaya ikaw, dapat influensyahan mo yung classmate mo. No? Email mo siya, sabi mo magsambit na siya ng, ng assignment. No? Kasi knowing na parang bi-directional nga naman ang, ang social contagion. So hopefully, maging good influence yung anak ko sa kaibigan niya. <laughs> Parenting 101. Pero interesting yung, ano, no, yung case na yun. Pero yung single case ba yung individual? An individual ba is enough para mag-cause ng social contagion or kailangan isang gang sila? You can conceptualize contagion. Pwede siyang ma-conceptualize na group onto an individual or individual to another individual. Um, both could be parang argued to be true. Um, especially pag uh, sinusulat yung papel, if, if this is a research paper, you can argue for both. I would say, however, that I would side on kahit one person to another, I would already count that as as contagion. It just ha- it just so happened that quantitatively, they would want to see group level effects. They would want to see a larger group influencing an individual. That's 
what can convince quantitative people that indeed the effects occur and the effects happen. Pero conceptually, I think both are true. And to me, kahit one is to one lang, practically actionable type of contagion na yun. Now, let's talk about mechanisms. No? An- ano yung mga possible mechanisms dito sa social contagion? Kanina, we've talked about a few possible mechanisms, like for example, uh, informational social influence, which is also kind of the case with the emotional kind of contagion. But are there other possible mechanisms that you suspect might provide logical explanation to social contagion? Right. Um, those are always the content of the discussions of the papers that we write because we need to be able to argue why so. And so one of the main reasons that we argued was from, of course, the more biological standpoint, because regardless of culture, meron tayong neurons and neurons have some mirror neurons in that what we see is something that is reflected um, through our brain. And so there's um, a corresponding neural network that responds to what we see. And so that's essentially a very strong mechanism that can uh, definitely trigger or mechanistically make contagion happen. Second would be more social cognitive mechanisms. You know, Bandura has mentioned observational learning. And so when we see in the context of our social environment, for example, a kid who, I'm sure you would know this certain eh, yung pag may bata na nagtututo ng magsalita ng, you know, bad words because they just heard their parents say that word over and over and again. It's in a specific context and they're likely to copy that. Um, so that's a more mechanism na medyo social. Another mechanism would be the ones that we've touched on a bit, yung conformity. That's a mechanism. Attention is another mechanism. So we, when we see it, it triggers a lot of the mechanisms na nabanggit na kanina. And one more interesting mechanism that we found was um, when we talk about yung work avoidance paper namin ni Dr. Nilwin. I argued doon na for work avoidance to happen, I should see my environment to be avoiding activities and then I in turn would also avoid school activities. Why? What's the mechanism? And we argued in that paper that when you don't know what to do, we call that the disinhibitory state. When you don't know what to do, whether to engage on the task or not, that puts you in a very vulnerable place for social contagion of work avoidance to happen. Why? Because at this moment, you're undecided, essentially. You have not yet determined your goal. So essentially, you don't know what to choose. You don't know what to do. As comparison to someone who learned about the goal and said, I will do it. Right? Those others naman who said, I'm also sure I wouldn't do it. Itong hindi niya pa alam, you know, the one that's hesitating, would likely tilt towards the not doing. Why? Because it's easier that way, at least in the short term. Um, because avoiding and disengaging from a school task is essentially reinforcing in the short term. Because who is not reinforced by the removal of a stressor? Right? So um, that is the easier route. And so we always have posed that as one of the critical mechanisms of work avoidance contagion. So in short, there are so many mechanisms that we can name, some of them biological in nature, some of them psychological, and some of them contextual. In that case, pag hindi ka sure, you're likely to just follow the crowd. So sa mga nakikinig ngayon, take note of those possible mechanisms. Perhaps you can do some kind of a mediation model no, to test out some of those uh, possible mechanisms. Although it's challenging yung iba, like for example, yung mirror neurons, uh, <laughs> mukha kailangan natin ng mga 
mas sophisticated the instrumentation na para matest yung model na yan. Ako nga nag-iisip ako ng ano eh, ng parang evolutionary framework where to put yung social contagion. Kasi it's possible na ano eh, just by thinking about it, we, we can easily think na kailangan siya for survival, di ba? And maybe we can tease out the difference between conformity and social contagion kung, kung nasa evolutionary perspective siya. Kasi people in a very large number, I cannot say na contagion yun eh, parang kung very large yung number ng people and then you follow the you follow parang conformity yun di ba parang social contagion is is parang nasa mid level ng number ng people na influencing each other so i don't know if it helps to look at it that way or if it can help you to further parang theorize what are the parameters of social contagion versus other mechanisms like conformity. Definitely. Kasi parang right now, the line that separates contagion, conformity, influence are still so blurry. And I think using specific theories, for example, evolutionary theory um, and other applicable theories can help parang malinawan ng kaunti. Kailan siya ganito, kailan naman siya hindi. And I think that would be the really the frontier of, of the future work necessary to be done on social contagion research. I, I definitely agree, Sir Darren. I hope this could also create that, ano, that, that conversation on creating new researches that could do exactly this. Kasi medyo rigorous yung requirement niya on, on the data na parang it has to have at least 30 clusters, it has to have at least 20 to 30 students in each cluster and then there has to be multiple time points time 1 and time 2 at least in sa study na ginawa namin so there's a lot of data requirements to do it and then not to mention yun nga sir Darren when you incorporate and integrate critical theories to use as lens in dissecting and fleshing out the contagion as researchers ayaw natin yung nai-scoop tayo no? ayaw natin yung naunahan tayo sa ating mga research ideas but if there are some potential direction for future research that you are willing to share to uh, those who are listening. As ano sa palagay mo yung mga exciting things or exciting unanswered questions no, in the area of social contagion? I'm on the other side of the coin. I'm on the side where research ideas should be shared even if someone has to do it before you. Um, because I think not everyone have time to pursue their ideas. So you have to put your ideas out there so one can run away with it and do it. One thing that has always been in my, in my book, <laughs> because I just have the data to do it, is to examine... Wala pa kasing gumagawa, except for one but very crude achievement contagion, which means does your classmates' grades influence yours? And I have time one, time two data set of achievement. And I even have a mid-time point measuring basic psychological needs. So my theory is if the achievement of my classmates in time one influence mine in time two, controlling for my time one achievement, which is contagion, gagawa ko ng mediation model, just like what you said kanina, Sir Rene, and I would put relatedness, autonomy, and competence as mediator. And my, my theorizing is that 
the grades or the achievement of your classmates around you. Satisfy your competence needs. Like I'm surrounded with people who are good. And because I'm surrounded with people who are good, that motivates me to perform better. And so my grades increase in as a response to that environment. So I wanted to test that model, which has been written and rewritten in this book. So I would cite Eos Trinidad, who is studying PhD in University of Chicago. So I mean, leave something from for after your PhD. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I agree. Um, so that's one interesting research. Another research I would uh, recommend would be Maraming research on social contagion and social influence is happening in Germany, somewhere in the West, specifically um, Frenzel um, as an author from Germany, studying how the maths and science motivation of teachers influence their students. So this is even more interesting now. Um, and so, tinitignan naman nila ngayon, transmission from the teacher to the student. And Dr. Runelano is doing something about this too, although more from the mental health side. Um, I think they published in Child Indicators Research something about this. So I feel that not only among your peers, so we should be thinking about maybe parents to children, um, boss to employee, there's a lot of research on that. Meron burnout engagement, meron ding work engagement. So yung lieutenant nung mga nagtatrabaho as sergeants are may transmissible din doon. And so not solely on the construct, the psychological construct of you want to investigate contagion with, I think maganda rin tingnan yung mga entities, the individuals surrounding that. You can also do this. Sir Darren, I'm sure you're thinking about, you know, applying this in the context of religion. I'm sure that that's a really uh, important part as well. And so there are um, um, many ways to splice it. And so yung mga ideas ko recently. If it's in school, does the grades of the friends of my son affect his? It's one question. Teacher to uh, student. Meron pa silang ginagawa ngayon, sir, medyo mas complex na, which I would not even touch, is principal level, teacher level, and then student level, three-level, uh, multi-level modeling. And to me, that's already where I would say I would have to expand <laughs> on to another research idea because that gets to the point where you will just be a geek once you, you, know, you analyze those data. All right, so we're nearing the end of our podcast. Siguro, you, maybe you can talk a bit about uh, implications. Like, what have you learned from your studies? And what do you think can be realistically applied uh, in terms of our day-to-day living or maybe at the level of you know, education institutions? You know, what are some possible notable implications that can be drawn from the current research? I think na mention na natin although pahapiyaw lang kanina yung parents need to be aware you know about their the social environment of their kids. I think age old wisdom naman yon and sometimes it's an instinct that you care about who your children go with and play with and have spend most of their time with. So that's important. But also it's important to let go of that sometimes and you have to trust your kid sometimes. And so you educate the kid that I'm not going to stop you from befriending X and Y, but I need to let you know that befriending X and Y will have impacts on you, whether you know it or not. And that level of certainty with uncertainty, which is really nice, helps the kid kind of understand, okay, my dad just cares about me. That's why he tells me this, but he doesn't want to control me because we know that controlling parenthood is not effective. So that's one implication. Another implication I would say is um, when we think about contagion is among employees as well. So we need to know that emotions, burnout, especially pandemic burnout, 
um, these are all happening maybe subtly hindi na natin sila napapansin and so these are all um, mechanisms that if you know about social contagion you have you have to be aware so I've always said you have to be aware 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 and so I think that people need to learn more about how to be more mindful of their thoughts behaviors and feelings and so we have to have the, the ability to notice and peg a specific a reason for our behaviors kasi one thing that separates us from many other species our ability to be rational and, and our ability to think ahead. So we need to be aware, why am I like this? Why am I thinking this? Why am I doing this? And if that the answer to that is true, although sometimes you can be deceived because we're humans, we have to be aware. Because yeah. I think it's important that we are mindful of the goal pursuits, behavioral or emotional or cognitive. The behaviors that we have, we have to be able to know why we do them. Because I've mentioned awareness several times over that implication question by Serene. And I think with the knowledge of social contagion, if you're the individual who is very susceptible to the people around you, you have to be able to know when you engage in a thought, a feeling, or even a behavior. You have to be able to peg a reason for that. Not that you always have to, but it always need to be clear to yourself bakit ito yung pinapursue mo. For example, if you really want to do well in school, why is that? And if it's only driven because everyone in your class is doing it, then one could say that that maybe is a function of social contagion. But if, because your values is to make your parents proud or you really want to land a job, you need to use your academic credentials to do well in life after school, and that's really your goal, that's really your value, then one can argue that even if your classmates are performing well, that is not the sole reason for you to be doing well. And that also applies for negative outcomes, you know, depression, anxiety, stress, burnout in the workplace. Those are all transmissible. There's evidence for that. And so when we decide, kailangan merong mindfulness. And so I think one implication I really think is now more than ever, we need to be doing some mindfulness exercises. Um, it's just a few minutes of the day, although sometimes I would say that I'm also missing it, even if I know that if you do it first thing in the morning, that really propels you for the whole day. Even random moments in the day, you don't have to really be full on 10 minutes. But if there are moments where you catch yourself doing something or thinking about something and you ask yourself why, that is a, a mindful moment enough that can separate you from those who may be not as mindful. So I think that is one strong um, implication. Medyo hindi sa research implication, but it's more of like a self-help implication that I um, apply to myself to and awareness of why I pursue things. All right. Thank you very much, Norman. So that's it. Marami tayong natutunan ngayong gabi about social contagion. Maraming mga potential research ideas uh, and maraming mga possible implications. So, magpapasalamat tayo kay Norman for being our guest for tonight. And hopefully in the future, ma-invite uli namin siya to talk about his other uh, research interest. Darren? Thank you, Norman. And uh, syempre, sana lagi tayong okay. Uh, but uh, other than that, uh, maganda, maganda yung message of maintaining our awareness, being thoughtful about things, no? Kahit na, minsan din naman natin magagawa yun palagi. But 
on the on the practical level uh, if you have opportunity then do it better if you can do it more regularly yeah so uh, thank you norman I appreciate the invitation, Sir Rene and Sir Darren. Uh, I'll also take this opportunity to thank you both because uh, I think this conversation to, to to this episode was a few weeks, if not a month ago, because elections and everything is happening. So I really appreciate you having me here. All right. So that's it for our podcast. We will see you in the next. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.